Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And my name's Josh. And this is Stay On Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay On Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. You forgot to use the other intro with uh, Josh Fulton. Uh, I mean, because no, we didn't. This week. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, I, well, then I re- redo this. Through the power of editing. <laughs> So you did hear it right. We, they, did, they, they did hear it right. As you could have guessed by the intro, <laughs> Sir Fultron is here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is the craziest start um, to this show. Yeah, so you guys have been doing this for five years? <laughs> 274 <laughs> episodes, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, um, so, yes, we are joined by Fultron. We are talking this week about... Lim- no, not Limbo. Inside. <laughs> the long fabled Inside episode yes. where we discuss. Two years later, we're finally <laughs> reviewing this game. Finally reviewing it. <laughs> I was trying to remember, like, I was, uh, uh, Didi was like, What are you talking about on the podcast this week? I'm like, We're reviewing Inside. Like, I think I it came out in mid 2015. <laughs> <laughs> but everything old is new again on the Nintendo That's Switch. That's true. So it is relevant in some yeah. sense. <laughs> I, I actually love that about the Nintendo Switch. Like, it's, it's what's this like, new Skyrim game? <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> guys, have you played Skyrim? <laughs> I just love the idea that somebody discovers it on Alexa. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> guys, have you played this game on Alexa? <laughs> it's called Skyrim. It's kind of like Zork. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever played it on on Alexa? Like, no, no. I mean, I haven't either. But I threw totally mine can. out the window. Your your Alexa? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I actually really like Alexa. I hate mine. Oh man, it doesn't even work. Uh, oh really? I unplugged it. That sounds wow. I it mean, can't find me now. I mean, uh, it's, that, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you know, AI assistants are not for everyone, and that's okay. Yeah, but I actually were... like I like Alexa a lot because I can just be in the fridge and be like, "Hey, add add cheese to my shopping list," and she'll be like, "Okay, sweet." So there the was... next time I'm in the store, pull it up. Reminds me, I need cheese. Some kind of promo I saw on Instagram, like some kind of ad, and it was trying to show it's some kind of app that like. Uh, ma- manages your money for you, but you have to like you like communicate via text with it. So you're like, "Hey, do I have money to go see a movie tonight?" And it's like, "No, your bills are due at the end of the week." But what if I? I legitimately well, just don't like the idea of like someone just telling me like yes or no. Like I don't know. I don't know. This is and weird. Like, Why not? And then it's like because you have to pay this bill and this bill. Well, what if I don't you know go out to eat tomorrow? Like, well, I guess you could do it then. And then and then it's like, uh. How about uh, getting rid of that title subscription? You're like, it was like sad face or something like that. I don't know. I was like, I don't want. Oh my gosh! What? Number one, it takes way too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other thing no, is, you could just check everydollar.com. Yeah, you just well, check your like, freaking app. But literally, like, uh, just think, use your brain. Did you have to? Like, do you have to buy said app? Because like, if you, I don't. Does know. it tell you, hey, if you if you hadn't bought this app, you would be able to go to the movies? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably. That's just the experience knows, I had man. in high school texting my mom. <laughs> yeah. Can I go see a movie tomorrow? No, you you <laughs> no, have to do your chores. You've oh. got to be you've got to be up Rats. early in the morning. So no. <laughs> Good night, man. I don't even know. Oh man, that's funny. So, what is everybody up to this ah. this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, managing my money better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so off topic. It's so good. 
Oh man! Uh, I, I, so I, when really realistically, like legitimately, I started Doom. <laughs> I started okay. playing through the Doom that came out probably in 2015. Yeah, like whenever <laughs> probably when that came out too. <laughs> Fun fact about Doom: it's gonna hit Game Pass later this month. Is it really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> can you get a refund or? A- <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you probably bought it back in 2015. No, I don't know. I bought it. I bought it. Man, I bought it recently. It was like a two pack with uh, Wolfenstein too. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, anyway, it's the summer sale, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a summer sale. It's a it's a good game. <laughs> it's so rule so, of thumb: don't buy Bethesda games anymore. Just get Game Pass because yeah, they're just apparently. eventually it's all just going to be there. Well, I mean, I mean, we mm-hmm. we could talk. This should be a topic sometime, but like. I could see, you know, in like years from now, where all we do is subscribe to some kind of service, Microsoft service, and we just get all the games. Well, yeah, I don't think you guys talked about it, but uh, Xbox has already teased their next consoles. We haven't talked about it because yeah. I mentioned it like last week to Chris, and Chris was like, I don't know. It's like a rumor still. So this is why, because like this was a rumor like before Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Until the. I, I, I don't want to spend a whole podcast talking about a rumor that could yeah. be true. Right. And that also, physically, right now, we've not seen an implementation that it actually works. Right. Like, like, and I don't think Microsoft is going to put all the money into launching a console that like doesn't work. So we're talking about it now, so we should just talk about it. Okay. Well, we could just really, really quick. I mean, we don't, we don't have to talk about it, but just in case people don't know. Guys, we throw the out ru- the inside you know, discussion. <laughs> the rumor. This is the new topic. The rumor is that there will be two consoles. One is, a, is an incremental upgrade of the One, the one X, right? Yeah, so yeah, even yeah. bigger, better, stronger, yeah. more expensive, all that jazz. Normal hard drive, normal disk drive. Yep. All got all the things. And then they'll release a low-cost option that is a streaming-only gaming device that will work like uh, supposedly better than PlayStation Now, hopefully. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But then... That's one of the implementations that doesn't work very well currently. (laughs) But some people are, are, are guessing that's why they've been building up Game Pass so much is because you can basically buy the system mm. get a game pass subscription mm-hmm. and now you just have these games that you play mm-hmm. and you don't have to you don't own them you don't have physical copies it's just this great portal into their library so. i think we t- talked about back around e3 like in in the gigantic e3 episode we talked about how like numerous companies have brought up the streaming thing yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah, oh sure. and games are going to be streamed within the next five years or whatever and like that's where they're going like i think it was uh, ubisoft mentioned it uh i think ea has a thing where they were mentioning it and then microsoft mentioned it and so like i believe that people are trying to make that work i'm just yeah. not sure that it will actually work. i don't know that it'll be ready I mean, this go around i also like number one PlayStation Now is hot garbage. Like I can't, I I can't. Pl- I I tried multiple games on there. I like I uh, had like a week subscription or whatever free subscription, and it was just the worst. But like I I just don't see this happening in any any other um, sector except for music and movies. And games are different in that they're not pre-made. Like you're right. you have to run them on mm-hmm. something, and so it'd be like, hey, we're gonna run all of our. Um, we're gonna run Pro Tools on some cloud somewhere and just control it remotely or something. I like mm-hmm. I, that doesn't make any. I think we're gonna edit in Premiere. Like I don't, I don't know. Like well, that that kind of stuff already happens. I mean, there's already cloud based kind of like 3D render programs and stuff. But like the like I played, I beta tested Nvidia's uh, cloud platform, hmm. and you can do it on PUBG on PC. And they the way they marketed it was like play uh, play a top of the line 
PUBG experience on a Mac. Mm-hmm. So all I had to do was download this client. Mm. It was basically a web, like uh, a video player. Yeah. Where I was controlling a computer on the other side of the country. A supercomputer. It was just like had every graphics card in the world on it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm playing top of the line graphics, mm. but it was buggy, man. It's not, yeah. especially for a game like PUBG where you got to be like precise and <laughs> on say, it. Like input lag on that alone would oh, be ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a mess. Yeah. I mean, all- it was cool. Cause it was like, it was playing at 1080p with like insane ultra graphics, but it's like, yeah. And like, and to me, like know. the, it will never until we all have super super fast internet, which maybe mm. that's closer than I think. But like, you know, unless we all have Google Fiber plugged into our homes, this is not like even if it like the technology works, my internet's not fast enough to handle that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, I, I have pretty good internet, but like again, I don't think I have fast enough internet to handle that either. I think like the only thing. Like you would have to redo the lines, like to fiber or whatever, in order to get that fast internet. And I'm not even sure if that would work. Um, the only other internet technology on the like would be like 5G, like wireless or whatever, like where that would be faster. And in a lot of cases, whenever 4G came out, it was faster than the normal kind of cable internet that everybody had anyway. But I mean, if 5G came out and it was like, oh, this is amazing, but like even at that. I still don't see it being, it's not as instantaneous as literally being right in the same room with whatever console is running this. Yeah. I think like the biggest thing, like the the wizardry that the, is rumored to be in that box is that some of those input decisions, that processing takes place in the box and then the rest of the environment processes take place in the cloud. And so like, it's this like hybrid handshake of inputs here and that's, that's what they're talking about with the 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 Xbox Scarlet streaming or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. Um, so it's just a weird, yeah, it's that, a weird technology. I mean, and, that, and that like that's well, that's the same kind of stuff they were talking about with like uh, 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 what what is it? Um, the game Crackdown. That, um, crackdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the game that's, that we don't want to talk about anymore. <laughs> we'll never the game come of out. which we do not speak. Um, they say it's basically done now. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I don't and I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> We're just polishing it up, <laughs> giving it a little shine. I think the quote was, whenever you finish a game, if you have time, then you finish it again, and then you finish it again. <laughs> you don't have time. Like, what? It's, it's two years late. Um, <laughs> the thing, I mean, I don't want to like sit around and be like, it'll never happen. Right. Like, I just don't know that this is the time that it's going to happen, but yeah. maybe it will. Like the, to me, it's more like you know Elon Musk you know, like working on... Um, tunnels underneath LA and stuff like that. Like he's, he's like, you know, people, uh, recently someone's asked him like, why are you, why, what makes you work on these specific things? And he's like, well, I like to think about things that are like inevitable and what's the inevitable, like, Hey, you know, we're going to need some kind of, um, clean energy solution. So then what do we do with cars? So like inevitably we will reach the point where we're all driving electric cars. So I'm mm-hmm. going to invest in that. We're going to like, we want to space travel without like having to build a new rocket every time. So inevitably we need, you know, reusable rockets, you know, it's yeah. like cool. And maybe the, like, uh, maybe that's like, this is our, the video game industry's version of like the inevitable future is that yeah. eventually it'll all be streaming. And we've talked about like that with like, other other things like formats like even like last week we were talking about movies like where it's like a subscription model for like movie pass or something like that like that's an inevitable way that people want to consume movies and so this would be like an inevitable way that people want to consume games and it would if it worked if the technology worked well it would make 
it more accessible to like people who are like, oh, well, I, I only get it on, on the end of a generation because that's whenever the price drops on consoles and I can afford it or like whatever. Yeah. So like it, it would it potentially open the doors to get, get more people onboarded early on in a generation if it worked correctly. Yeah, I agree with like the subscription model I think is an inevitable thing. It's the streaming part. Like I, I just don't know what problem that's solving other than instant start. Which I mean, downloads start pretty quickly, like these days anyway. Yeah. And then they just like decreased it. What they say in half? Yeah. Fifty percent or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, that's that's the thing. I, I don't know if I'm going to sacrifice possibly visuals and input lag mm-hmm. for a few like ten minutes worth of downloading a game. Yeah. That's not a good trade off for me. True. I mean, I also think like we're us in this room are probably like on the upper tier of like, Oh, well I'll, I will always want to buy like the, the bigger hard drive, or I'll always want to have like the best processing that I can have at the moment. Right. But I also feel like there's a lot of people out there who like are, that. That's less of a concern. The thing yeah, is, I mean, it's, it just depends on what Fortnite on mobile phones. So. Yeah, it depends on what type of game you're playing. I guess is what it comes down to. Because like, if you're not playing that, like, needs to be instantaneous, twitch-based shooting, like that sort of thing, then people will accept a lower quality of game a play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, that input lag doesn't matter to some people, mm-hmm. but for us, totally matters. I need all the help I can get. I mean, (laughs) extra like three milliseconds. I mean, it's like, oh, I'm in 10 million more neurons firing than I do. I remember I first, I got a television, uh, a new TV. (laughs) You just wait till you go through puberty, kid. And I forgot to put it on, forgot to put it on the game input one time. And I was just like, why am I garbage at Call of Duty right now? (laughs) Literally yesterday on the old TV, which was a worse TV. I, you know, and then I was like, oh, wait, it's not on game. And you put it on the game input and you're like, oh, yeah, this is how it should feel. (laughs) It's just like you feel like you're constantly like behind everyone. You're like, what? What? Huh? Where'd that person come from? (laughs) Man, the other day I was playing Fortnite and uh, I was, was I online? Were you online with me? I don't remember. Maybe it was Aaron. I don't think it was me. Anyway, I was second. I got second because this person like, it was just like lag. He was in front of me. I was shooting mm. at him. Then he was beside me, shotgunning me in the head. Yeah. I've it. had that happen before too. It's my least it's the favorite worst. thing in the world. Yeah, not okay. I've also had the weird lag where like somebody looks like they're inside of like the little box you built. Like they just jump into your little little build basket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I do not know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't about. know either. <laughs> no she like one. build a little fort and they ramp up and they jump in it, right? Okay. And so you just bail out the side and you're yeah. like, okay, sweet, I'm gonna avoid this. And it looked like they were still up there inside of it, but the lag, I guess, like they it, like it just didn't register that they had to come out <laughs> and so they were just all of a sudden they're beside me behind me i'm wow. like okay sweet you're not up there where i'm looking i tried the uh <laughs> they brought back for a limited time the jetpacks yeah i tried it out because i didn't try it the first time <laughs> i see like they're the most useless piece of equipment <laughs> in all of Fortnite. <laughs> do you want to be more visible <laughs> you want to be more visible loud and and accidentally kill yourself a million times because you <laughs> fly too high <laughs> oh it's so funny <laughs> Well, what else have we been up to this week? <laughs> I mean, we're still in the first segment here. For not wanting to go off on a tangent, we sure went off on a tangent. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Within seconds of this podcast well, We've beginning. talked about relevant things. That's right. Yes. Uh, I, I've been playing Fallout and Destiny, and nice. that's it. Fallout is uh, is the Game Pass thing. You've been playing that on Game Pass, right? Yes. Mm, that's you awesome. Buy, you didn't buy it the first time. Mm-mm. I didn't realize that. So you just... You just 
in the the fallout hole just like yeah i'm i'm kind of taking it easy okay i'm just kind of you know whenever i want to i play it i'm not i'm actually like actively trying to avoid progressing the storyline and just like getting into a lot of the like side things like the building and the Mm. settlement stuff Mm. and just trying to like explore it and see what's available and like i enjoy watching like videos about people talking about well i chose to do it this way and i chose to do it this way Mm -hmm. um and it's just a type of game that i've never played before so i was just kind of i love it having fun learning what it's all about i'm excited for fallout 76 hopefully it doesn't suck so the beta is going to be coming out soon and they've talked about that that's going to be the entire game yeah. Like the full game is the beta. Like your progression will, will carry, carry over. over. Whoa! And they're not like gating it by like any anything. I mean, I'm not sure if there's just not going to be story missions in is it. it an or open like beta? What? Like, can we all join? No pre-orders. Oh. Pre-orders. So you could pre-order yeah. it, and then you'd be in. But okay. Yeah, I think they invited some people as well. Where it's like, oh, you yeah, some invites or whatever. Cool. I have been playing Destiny, which it's the solstice of 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 heroes. Is that what it's called? I don't yeah. know. Um, but it's the, the 400 armor. And I feel like that, that has been very satisfying. Like I've been happy with how that's all. It's a really good grind. Yeah. It's like, I think they've kind of honed that thing where it's like, I don't feel like I'm doing useless tasks. I feel like I'm (laughs) always progressing. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it feels good whenever you reach that next tier of like, let's upgrade this armor, you know? And, uh, and every single task that you do, um, can be a milestone as well. So you're getting other gear along the way and checking off all these these things on your checklist. So I uh, full, fully upgraded one character on that now, and I think I'm going to call it at one character. I don't think I'm going to go in and do yeah, I'm not, I'm multiples. Not um, is it, how long does it run the rest of the month? Yeah, it runs through the 28th, I think, okay. of, uh, of August. I'm going to jump in there this weekend, see what it's all about. It's fun. It's it's uh, do it you now while mayhem is available. Yeah, mm. yeah, totally. Because you're gonna need that. Oh, I have to do a lot of multiplayer stuff. Well, not even just, just the super kills groups. in multiplayer. That's that's the. And that's I the I actually did my super kills like not like the you have uh some some tiers you have like oh here get this many super like thirty ki- kills uh with your super in multiplayer yeah. but then. In the next tier, I just had like, hey, here's get solar super kills or whatever, and I just went into uh, went into mayhem, and because you're literally basically like your primary weapon is your super in mayhem, yeah, yeah. Um, it checked off like six percent every single time, and so it was like, oh, this, for I, primary I, weapon, no, for uh, oh. for your super kills, yeah, um, and That's so cool. it was oh, just like in the primary weapon great. one, there's a there's like a, a low key meta with the Jade Rabbit right now. Mm. yeah like out of nowhere people are just like hey jade rabbit is like a three tap mm-hmm. wow like so all right uh i've got that because there is a you have to get a certain Everybody's amount of kinetic that. kills uh in the crucible and yeah. so which is not easy to do sometimes right right and um, jade rabbit actually works really well but it's been really fun yeah. i i enjoyed it i i like that update. i hope they kind of like adopt some of that moving forward some of that like oh let's get a a, a, a set of armor that looks really cool and you uh, upgrade it over time, like I feel like that's a really cool way to do mm. some of the upper level armor. People stuff. were talking about hoping that that would be how the raid works. So it's like you would get the armor, and then as a as a replay value, it's like you have to do things in the raid to upgrade that. I'd armor. love that actually. That'd be cool. I mean, I, rather than just going in and being like, "Well, I hope I get another powerful Ingram." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love I love replaying raids and stuff, but like, give me a reason to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. I, what what I do you progress well. What's the difference? I'm just gonna like play devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between like in Destiny One when you get like an exotic um, piece of gear and you have to like level it up with XP over time? There isn't a big difference, and but like I think it's do. the activities. Yeah, so the thing with Solstice activities. of Heroes is like it's so 
uh, varied across the board. Plus, the Redux missions are wicked fun. Mm-hmm. They're just super Especially fun. Especially with other people. Yeah. They're like, hard by yourself, but if you can get other people to do it with you, it's actually really fun. Uh, and so it's like, it's not it's not like faction rallies where it's like you're just doing the same thing yeah. over and over yeah, and over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. This is like, uh, you know, get five wins in the Crucible. Now do this mission. Now mm-hmm. do these this many adventures. Now get this many kills with this kind of weapon. Okay, do so this. it's like got a lot of variety. It yeah. Like. It feels like they took like the idea of like the battle pass in Fortnite. Like where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, here are a bunch of tasks yep. that you can do. Okay. And no matter what you do, you're going to be making progress towards these things. You can be terrible at this game <laughs> and still make some progress on this. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so like they just kind of adopted that idea and, and put that into this. And the biggest difference I can think between destiny one's exotic stuff where you just basically use the weapon and anytime you would use it it would like level up slowly yeah um it's this time it's the specific challenges Mm. where it's like you have to do these specific things and you know what the end goal is it's not just some arbitrary like oh it's gone up with that status bar do you have to wear that, that armor only uh, for only when you're working on a specific thing. So like each armor has three different objectives on mm-hmm. it. And so if I just want to focus on that one objective, I just have to wear that one piece. The only time you have to oh, wear okay. everything is when you're doing the Redux missions. Okay. Yeah. If you try to do it without, it kicks you out of the mission. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also just last night I got done with like leveled up my one character all the way with Destiny, and then I I was like settling down to go to sleep. To bed and i was like oh let me just pull up i, I bought dead cells uh the game on switch and i pulled that up and started playing it i was like wait an hour has passed now <laughs> and i was and i was like oh i gotta go to bed anyway it's a fantastic game i uh i never jumped into like rogue legacy but um i'm told that it's it's similar to that where mm. it's like hey you do these multiple runs and but you get to keep some of your upgrades like mm. for each run and so like you constantly kind of get more powerful and stuff and the <laughs> the action is super fast paced and really like uh, fluid, like it, it's one of the best kind of Metroidvania esque uh, platformers that I've played, like feel wise. Um, and uh, it, people talked about the, it performing weirdly on Switch, but yeah, I've, I've frame haven't, rate I haven't encountered any of that. Huh. Um, the only time I've encountered something is like going from one area to another. Like there's some some load, but like it wasn't like a, a long load time. It was literally just like what? Okay, now I'm loaded. You know, hmm. um, I never, I haven't, I haven't lost, I haven't died because of lag or anything so hmm. but yeah it's a fantastic game it, it's uh i think it's out for like 25 bucks or something like that on all the all nice. the platforms but yeah it's really good we finally saw uh, mission impossible yes together me and chris and me that soundtrack is fantastic yeah Dude, i love that movie i thought it was great it was really good it was amazing it's so good i uh expect I, I want to go see it in imax yeah yeah I'm going to take DD, I think, this Friday and go see an IMAX is my goal. Love it. Because Dude. of the extra st- stuff. That, like, <laughs> act from an action movie perspective, like, that is a, like, almost a perfect action movie. I think, like, um, uh, I was talking with David Wilkinson earlier this week. He's been on the podcast a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, twice. He's been on twice. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think that's, it's like the new bar for action movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's not like... Uh, it's not like a rock action movie. No, like where it's just like you know bombastic and crazy and stupid and like I mean Tom Cruise like he's he like it's it reminds me of Die Hard. Like I know we keep bringing up Die. I feel like <laughs> Die Hard is just a constant conversation like piece these days. But see, whenever you compare things to Die Hard, what you're saying is it's one of the best things ever. Sure, yeah, but like I mean in Die Hard, Bruce Willis has a terrible time. 
Yeah. You know, killing these true. terrorists. That is 100% true. <laughs> and Tom Cruise had a terrible time in yeah. this movie. <laughs> yeah. Sure did, The last, man. like, two or three, he's had a terrible time. You yeah. know? It's like, man... Um, it's interesting. Like the more I have thought about this movie, the more I've been like, yeah, no, this is, this is like, how do they fit all of that in there? Cause like the character development, the heartfelt moments, like, you know, you're just like, you're pulling in literally things from every single other movie, like from the first movie, from the second movie, even some of the stuff, third movie. And then, you know, obviously the other two, it's like kind of directly related to both of those, but like, Man, the way that they crafted this thing to encompass all of that yeah. and still have the action and emotional weight. Yeah. It's fascinating. In the middle of one of those chase sequences, like, number one, I think these are like the best chase sequences I've seen since the Bourne movies. Yep. Number two, like, it's all, it's practical. Mm-hmm. This is not him on a green screen. Mm-hmm. No. Like, just on a motorcycle mock up, you know, like he's doing this. I'm like, I don't, well, I just got chills. I'm like, yeah. this is. So cool. You but literally watch Tom Cruise break his foot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that till afterwards. Whenever it hit, he hit the roof. I didn't know it until Jared told me after. I was like, oh, I was like, if I'd known that, I would have been so much more cringy. Well, I remember, like, remember, like, he, he uh, when that car spins down the stairs, like, yeah, uh, he like hurt his back on that. Like, I, I remember seeing like uh, um, paparazzi footage from like down the street of like just the car coming through, and then he just like kind of sits there. <laughs> He's like, like, give me a sec. Give me a sec. There's guys. my age showing up. Yeah. Give me a sec. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> um, oh, what's his name? He was also Jeremy Renner. Oh, yeah. Broke yeah. both of his arms yeah, the, for, in tag. <laughs> in tag. So, like, I don't know that it is his, you know, I mean, I just think, like, <laughs> I mean, that's. I feel like that's on him. That's just a dumb movie. To <laughs> I also just love the idea that you can't make. You literally can't even make a comedy like that yeah. without using like CG. Right. Like, oh, here, let's just CG Jeremy Renner's forearms into the scene. <laughs> it's the, oh gosh. I mean, they probably did a better job than Henry Cavill's face. <laughs> yeah. Just should have kept the mustache. The mustache yeah, looked fantastic. Looks, looks great. That dude is Superman with a mustache. Man, I don't know, like. Like he's just a fantastic looking dude. Yeah. Like, like what would you rather have cow. as as oh, gosh. as Warner Brothers? Would you rather have memes of how terrible his face looks or memes of the fact that he grew a beard while he was dead? Dude. Because growing a beard while you're dead is funny. <laughs> Having a misshapen mouth <laughs> no, no, no. is not funny, See, it's embarrassing. But growing a beard makes I mean, sense no, no offense to people like, who yeah. have a beard. Like, Slow beard. Yeah. yeah. Is there sense. a more like Superman thing than growing a beard whenever you're like barely alive? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's like here's the thing that baffles me. Like you you mentioned Warner Brothers. I mean, I know, I realize it's DC that makes half these decisions, but still, like Warner Brothers, they put out um The Dark Knight, Inception, all the Harry Potter movies. Like yeah. none of these had the same problems. Yeah. <laughs> like this studio, it's a good studio. Yeah. They should make good decisions. <laughs> Just make better choices, guys. Well, so, but even at that, like you look in the same universe and Wonder Woman is like amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. And it's like, well, how can, how can you miss the mark so badly on we, something like Justice League? Did you, did we talk on the podcast at all and about the new so uh, Shazam trailer at all? Uh, I mentioned it, oh, we talked about it last or two weeks ago two with weeks Jared. Ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't watch it till this week. Amazing! <laughs> it looks, that so looks awesome. <laughs> I can't wait for that. He's one be, of my favorite. I get characters. the same vibes from that as I got from like Jumanji. Yeah, he, you know, I had the gut feeling that Jumanji was going to be good, and it was great. 
Yep. I feel, I feel like this is going to be good. I'm making the call right now. <laughs> that, that like Shazam, Captain Marvel uh, in the DC universe is like one of my favorite characters, like in how they interact with like the world because it's a little kid, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this is just perfect. Um, but yeah. So mm. now that that's out of the way, we can go into the rapid fire that was a really like long news that was next yeah, time i'm gonna get, i'm gonna do an ascending oh as your, as your <laughs> like, do like a descending yeah. ascending thing yeah. like <laughs> like with adobe Ooh, uh, yeah. like yeah. thx yeah. i'll like i'll maybe i'll like automate a pan through everyone's head like it'll be, it'll be, you got headphones on <laughs> you remember people's heads theaters, exploding eyes open up for a while there was a thx like one it was like plants and they would like play all these like rhythmic yes. sounds that yes. was so cool it was like a minute long yeah <laughs> I think that, it was like before the, like the prequels or something yeah, like the yeah. Star Wars prequels. Yeah, they had the one. It was like it was like a gold ring on like a cylinder. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. like is it like spun down and like yeah, it's crazy. I love it. <laughs> we should do. What if the plants were singing? <laughs> no, I hear them. Right now, right now. No, literally, just give me a microphone. I'm gonna sing all of this to you. <laughs> um, so we've got some news. All right. The first and largest news item is uh, Red Dead Redemption has a gameplay trailer that we watched. <laughs> It looks fantastic. <laughs> that just weird inhale of breath. Yes, that's that's the what, what Chris did the entirety of this trailer. It was five minutes of him just inhaling. He, yeah, the whole he time. didn't. I don't know how that was five minutes. He, I don't know how it's he didn't pass out. You know, circular um, breathing. But yeah, this is. Uh, it looks awesome. Kenny G taught me. I mean, what else can you say about, about this trailer other than it looks really fun? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I can say a lot more things. Than <laughs> I don't think you can. Oh you just this just any... in, Red Dead looks fun. And yeah. next piece of news. Um, I, so, number one, it looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. I can't. I don't if even... it doesn't have a photo mode, we're returning it. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, well, the, Xbox, the Xbox has a photo <laughs> mode. This is like, no. No, no, we thought that. <laughs> he like, was like, no, definitely. You were all on board. You know, we know. I, I still no, want to play it, though. play this game. I, I'm definitely joining you in with the returning of this years. without a photo mode. <laughs> Chris is like, no, I'm just going to whip out my cell phone and take a picture of my television. But it looks like, so, you know, if you remember the last Red Dead, like, it's just so more, so much more depth in the gameplay. Like, you can, looks like you can, like, antagonize other player, not players. Sorry, other like NPCs. Like, yeah, hey, your horse looks stupid. You know, things like that. I don't know if he does that, but you, you can know. like rob them. <laughs> That's my ambition. You can rob them. You can antagonize them, or you can. What was the other one? You can like, uh, like well, dr- I was, basically. I think, I think it's contextual, so it looked like yeah. it was different. So like one guy was like robbing someone else, so you could like rob him, or you could be like just carry on, or you know you could do whatever other things and it affect like how you interact with those people affects how other people treat you. Yeah, yeah, and how other people see you. So you can kind of. It's it really is kind of like this kind of Bethesda ish thing where you're kind of creating a name for yourself and creating a persona for how people interact with you. Yeah. Did Batman do that? Arkham I don't think so. games or no. did uh, Laura Croft like Tomb Raider? What was what's no. the most recent game that's done that? I feel like I've played a game in the past couple of years that did that. I mean, there's like Telltale games, but no. like, I mean, I don't. The the other side of that is that like. If you interact with them in certain ways, like other people seem to remember it. Like there was one thing in there where like a lady was like, "You killed my husband" or something Brother. like that, and like so like yeah. it affects the world around you. 
like if you do these things oh, or if you're cool. a good guy, bad guy. Yeah. It also <clears throat> the uh, the animals you if you kill a deer, you don't just like skin it and get the meat and it goes into your inventory and yeah. you can just have hundreds of thousands of uh, of of meat in your inventory. <laughs> <laughs> the uh you gotta carry that sucker home yeah you gotta strap it to the back of your horse and carry it back to your your thing and i think yeah. it decays over time to where oh, like gross. you wouldn't want to leave it on there for more than a couple of days i don't like that at all <laughs> but yeah anyway uh there's poker poker's back Let's yes. the, i mean they probably have all, like some other games in there too that just like showed poker um gunplay dead eyes back which is awesome um Anything else? Anyone else? Anything else? I mean, that was a really long thing. So if you're interested in Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2, you they should take, watch well, that trailer. The horse thing. They took like a page out of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm, like mm-hmm. you have to kind of like create That's a bond right. with your horse yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. And different yeah, before, horses are... it was are... just like you just grabbed your horse and used it. <laughs> yeah. And whichever last one you used was you could I mean, you could tame okay i take it back you could tame wild horses last time that, but that was like the extent of it and there were a few special ones out in the world that had like unique stats or like whatever and but like other than that like they weren't really like one horse was about as good as the other one you yeah. know um in this it looks like there's different horses for different tasks like oh this horse is better at this thing pulling or this one's better at running really fast which is true to the west like you think about like the the they were very specific measurements and for like the uh uh it's like a male like the male carriers uh oh Oh, pony express pony express yeah there are very specific like dimensions and and like characteristics that one of the pony express horses had to actually have so the one thing that like we haven't seen that i kind of hope is just kind of like i'm sure it's still in there just like the weird like kind of supernatural kind of stuff. Like one of the best horses in Red Dead Redemption 1 was you could get the four horses of the apocalypse <laughs> and you had to find them. But wait, wasn't that just in the uh, the expansion? No. The Undead Nightmare? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. Well, was it? I don't remember. I thought you could get them. I do know like there was some supernatural stuff like with like some of the uh, side quests, like our characters that you would meet, like you, the man in black or whatever like that, yeah. that you would, you met him in a, f- a few different times. And like the big reveal at the end of that yeah. one is really amazing that as well. That was second guess when the, the apocalypse horses showed up. Um, I do know that they were in the, uh, the undead nightmare expansion. Cause I think I had the, uh, the war horse or whatever. It had yeah. Flames. I had the war horse and there was like, so there was, hor- there was war, uh, what is it? Disease or famine? Famine, yeah. Uh, there was like the ice one. What was? Wasn't that one? I uh, I I can't recall, Chris. Are you going exactly to talk about something were? else? And I'll uh, I'll investigate this. So one thing they didn't that I haven't heard any like updates on is like the online. Version. Yeah. I like our Red Dead Online. Yeah, I don't know if if is that going to be a thing. Or? I know it's a thing because in the pre-order bonuses, like whenever you were pre-ordering, like oh, which edition do you want? Like there were definitely rewards um, that had to do with red dead online and hmm. that was the terminology they used um where it's like oh you get this unlock extra money in red dead online to begin with or you get this gun in red dead online so it, it exists but i have no idea what would be involved in that and how outlandish it gets because if i think about like gta online they had back at like uh the game awards this past year they had the the debut trailer for a mission where you had flying uh deloreans and so like (laughs) obviously they're not going for like realism in the online servers there so it's like i don't think that they would go for the like realism in red dead online too but i don't know like it just depends on like how how long will it take them to get ridiculous with it so yeah you are correct it was only in undead nightmare 
There were specific special horses, like there's the all black horse, and it was the only all black horse in the game. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this uh, a really cool one that I always enjoy because the stamina was really high, and you could get from point A to point B faster, but not like yeah, there was yeah. never like a big sprint speed on it. Yeah. And it was a uh, it was a really nice looking like orange horse. Mm. But anyway, so that is Red Dead Redemption too. Another piece of news: they uh, there has been news this week that Patrick Stewart mm. is going to return to Star Trek and play Jean-Luc Picard again yes. in a new show <clears throat> for CBS Access, their online streaming service. I love wow. it. I, uh, I love Patrick Stewart. I love Jean-Luc Picard. My goodness. I'm all for this. Yes. I approve Ag- this message. Agreed. Like, oh my goodness. I've never been much into Star Trek, but mm. sounds sounds good. I'm so excited about this. I'm also happy that like the CBS online app has become like... Like, this is going to be the second Star Trek show that's going to be on this. And I'm like, well, it, if you add this one, like, I'm totally getting in there to watch both of those Star Trek shows now. It's like, oh, here's the Star Trek subscription service or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, another piece of news in the television landscape, Star Wars Clone Wars, the show, is going to return with new episodes on the uh Disney streaming service. Uh, I don't know if it's later this year or if it's next year. I think it's 2019. Yeah, 2019. And uh, they're going to have 12 all new episodes because they never got to wrap up that uh, that storyline, really. Like whenever <clears throat> Disney bought uh, Star Wars, they basically just immediately canceled all the remaining episodes of Clone yeah. Wars and left a couple of storylines kind of hanging. Yeah, they, well, and they, I think at some point they released uh, like two episodes and it was just all the storyboards. I wonder if those right. will be in there. You think? Uh, see, that only wrapped up. That only wrapped up a portion of it. That didn't wrap up. Like, like right. that was. Yeah, that. I don't like know if it up, will. Like wrapped up the season. It didn't wrap up the series. Like they're they're, they're right. going to wrap up the series with this. Yep. This I'm is, excited. This is old news, though. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. I mean, this was like three weeks ago or something like that, and I, I think we completely fell through the cracks. Like it happened on a Thursday, mm. and like maybe while we were recording or something like that, mm. and by the next week we didn't want to bring it up. Um, last piece of news is a quick hit: Gloomhaven, the uh, most popular board game of mm. uh, mm-hmm. in the world right now, mm-hmm. is getting a digital game adaptation. Weird. Yeah, it's very strange. But Gloomhaven looks really cool. I've never no. played it. I don't know anything about it. And I have like nothing a, to add. It's like one hundred fifty dollars. Good lord! It's like this. It's like a, you can play it cooperatively, and people can drop in and out. It's kind of yeah. like it's an ongoing game that like lasts for like hundreds of hours. I think the term like is legacy. Yeah, in the board game world. Yes, like Risk Legacy. Well, Risk I, Legacy I know is, that. is multiple playthroughs. I don't think Gloomhaven well, like, is multiple uh, playthroughs. It just has like new seasons or something like that. I yeah. I don't know. I'm talking about something I don't really know enough about to speak intelligently about what's, it. What's fascinating about the game, they give you a lot of like uh, like stickers and things like that, like where you literally will like permanently change the board, yeah. the game board, depending on what decisions so you make. Part. Yeah. Okay. And so like it'll like, oh, you know, you have to like, this has now been destroyed or whatever. So you have to like put a sticker on it that makes it look like it's destroyed. And so, but like you said, like the fascinating thing to me is that you can play it by yourself, but then other people can drop in and drop out. Like I find that real aspect of it pretty darn cool so but anyway there's gonna be a video game adaptation not gonna be like directly like it's not gonna be the board game in video game form it's they're making a video game based on that like world uh, and license hmm. so it's not necessarily like you're gonna be like, looking Katan at a board game on, right you know in video game yeah 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 that is no not the news the you, movie pass oh that's right <laughs> See, I didn't have it pulled up in a tab on my thing, and if I don't have it pulled up on a tab in the thing, it or just I'll doesn't just pull exist. I'll the email from the, uh, from the CEO. 
Do it. That came, he released this week. So Movie Pass, um, we talked about it. Was it last week? Um, Correct. They had their, all their shady things happen and lost, they had to borrow $6 million. So they uh, released an uh, update to your Movie Pass plan to your Movie Pass member. And they go through all that stuff, like try to be like, we're awesome. Um, <laughs> they do. They're, they like they not in a great position to make those claims. No, I just like, want Chris to write their emails for them, where he's like, "Yeah, we just start <laughs> off and just hi guys, we're awesome." <laughs> On to the stuff you care about. Uh, so the new plan. This is moving forward. Under our new plan, Movie Pass members will be able to see up to three standard movies a month for nine ninety five, and be given up to a five dollar discount to any additional movie tickets purchased. The new plan will include many major studio first-run films. However, there will be some exceptions, probably every movie we want to see. Uh, note that theaters with e-ticketing will include all movies and showtimes with no restrictions. We will be suspending peak pricing and ticket verification, which is awesome because I hated both of those. Uh, over the coming, It doesn't say anything about, though, repeat viewings, so that's still mm. up in the air. Over the coming days, MoviePass members with a monthly subscription renewing on or after August 15th will be given the option to transition to the new plan, quarterly and annual subscribers will not be impacted. So, fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> this is such a weird like saga <laughs> of changes and then like PR stuff and then changes again. Did you, you cancel? No, I'm going to. I have totally after canceled. The, after this, I'm going to. I canceled. Well, because so I went to cancel after last week's episode. I canceled. I, well, so like I went to cancel and then it was like um, I sent you a screenshot. Let me yeah. see if I can pull it up. But they like they're trying to actively discourage you from canceling mm-hmm. um, because they go uh, probably too many people canceled whenever they were uh, last definitely. week. <laughs> um, please note that if you cancel your account, you will not be able to reactivate your account to start a new subscription for nine months. They're basically gonna be like, you don't want to be our friend. Fine, <laughs> we don't want to be yours either forever. What's funny is I just turned off auto renew and it had already like billed me for like whatever month that was. And it's like you have movie pass all the way through like the end of this month or something like that. And so, like, I feel like at in the lead up to whenever I'm gonna end it, like, I'm probably gonna get a series of, of like emails <laughs> being like, Are you sure? No, no, really, are you sure? Anyway, yeah. I mean, at least they don't, are you sure? At least it sounds don't. like you guys aren't so sure <laughs> at least about your whole thing. Pull all that crap, like, you know, like if I want to. You know, whenever I want to cancel HBO, whenever I'm not watching Game of Thrones or whatever, I have to call them like and cancel it. It's one of those stupid things. You can't just oh do it online. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. At least they're not doing that. That's true. Um, funny thing. They probably don't have the manpower to do with it. like re- anybody to sit there and return <laughs> calls. I return. I I returned an item on Amazon or whatever recently, and I d- I did it like it didn't arrive. Like it said, oh, your package has been delivered, but it never was. Like it didn't make it somehow it was either delivered to the wrong house or like whatever anyway um i whenever i went to like return i got into the chat because like i couldn't return it for the reason that it just didn't show up yeah um and so i went into the chat and was like oh it's about this and it's like completely chatting with like an ai person like it's not a real human being like it's giving you these automated responses based on like what you input and i I literally like did the entirety of this return without talking to a person. It was like, was this the thing you want? What was, you know, what was the problem? And I'd like, Oh, it didn't arrive. And it's like, okay, cool. We'll refund we'll your money right now. It's like that app that keeps you from going to the movies. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it is way too smart. That's right. <laughs> Roping it back all the way around. So you think eventually your bank will just require you. There was like this weird AI. It's like, 
you don't have the money to spend on that. Like you literally can, <laughs> like you can literally chat with the bank. Yeah, we like, see your bills coming up, and you can't spend that money. <laughs> I don't think they care. They would. They much true. rather you overdraft. That's true. They they do actively encourage it. Actually, <laughs> that is the news. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Inside. (laughs) (laughs) Such a weird podcast. All right. Uh, Inside. Speaking of weird things. I need to like, I need to shift gears here. Um, (laughs) Maybe we should just go play through inside real quick just to get a refresher. (laughs) Hold tight. We'll be right back. We could could always pull um, up uh, full Trump's video on it. Okay. So do we want to do this like a normal review? I Uh, say we should have some... Spoiler, yeah, because like someone's just now playing it on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, we could just go ahead and blanket the entire thing under the like spoiler thing, but or we could like go ahead and just do the pre-review part and then spoil. Yeah, let's just do a quick pre-review. Yeah, like we should have talked about this before we. (laughs) Regardless, we're gonna go spoiler-free for a minute. Oh, there's another piece of news that we didn't talk about. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's fine. We'll talk about it next week. What is happening? <laughs> inside. Okay. So inside, um, what do we want to say about this? That's spoiler free. It's so, a re- it's, so it's a, it's a really good game <laughs> made by the makers of, of Limbo. So if you played Limbo, you kind of have an idea of how this is going to play. Um, it's not black and white, but it's like a 2D platformer. Do I yeah. call it? Um, it's 3D, but you move in two dimensions. Yeah. Sure. I like that. Yeah. Clarification. <laughs> Uh, I mean, um, you know, the 3D animator over here obviously has yeah, to make that clarification. Yeah. Um, it is uh, one of my favorite games of the last couple of years. Um, what else do you want to say about this? I mean, so from a thematic standpoint, like you don't know why you're doing things throughout it. Like you're, but, it is, but it is very, very creepy, like yeah, uh, yeah. throughout the entire thing. So like it's it, an eerie it, vibe. Yeah. And like. It's not scary. It's not it borders horror. on like horror sometimes. For yeah, sure. Not sometimes. I mean, there's some definitely. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely some scary parts. I mean, it's similar to like what whenever I played Oxenfree earlier this year. Yeah. Um, it's got like, it's that level of like, ooh, this is like an eerie feeling. Like it's like it's the atmosphere that surrounds it that really makes it, makes it what it is. Like yeah. makes it awesome. Yeah. Um, and... As far as uh, Oxenfree goes, like that's more directly about like the story, the dialogue between these characters, and like all this stuff. Whereas this game is more just about that gameplay and the environmental like storytelling in that aspect. Like, oh, what's going on in the background? Like, what are you? What are the the things that are around the fringes of the things that you're doing? And then mm-hmm. you know. As, as you move through it. So it's not necessarily like a, a directly like, Hey, this isn't a narrative necessarily. It is a, it, it builds a world around you and you figure out like slowly come to a realization of whatever that world's narrative is. Yeah. Whereas like the things that you're doing necessarily are maybe somewhat related, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think like, it's kind of like limbo in that sense where it's like, everything's meant to um, create a certain vibe yeah. And a feeling, um, whether it's anxiety or whether it's like um, distrust or whatever it is, like it wants right. you to, it wants you to feel certain things. Yeah, and that's what the game, and so that informs the gameplay mm-hmm. um, rather than you know something like 
Bob said this. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not. And it does those things like really well in a, in a way that other mediums can't, which is what I loved about it. Like where like movies, they want to unsettle you or like make you distrust people or, or characters and these things. They do that in such a, such a direct way. Whereas in this game, because you're controlling the, the character in it, yeah. like it, you, it, it affects you way more. Yeah. Like those those oh, yeah, moments that sure. they that they build into the storytelling there, like they really like may become visceral yeah. in that way. Um, I do want to preface this with: if you've played this game, you should go listen to Fultron's video review, or it's not a video review; it's a video essay. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I call it on YouTube, titled "Inside: A Masterclass in Silent Storytelling." There it is on his channel, Fultron. <laughs> not El Fultron. No, we don't. That's Pay like, no mind to the Elf Ultron <laughs> channel. <clears throat> it is an imposter. <laughs> that's, that's like a conversation we had before the podcast yeah. started. Uh, just some we'll context. There's another channel called Elf Ultron. That we just that's discovered. That's what we're talking we about. Yeah, that. just discovered it. Yeah. And All it's right. not you. It, it doesn't. Does if you mean. go looking on that channel for the 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 masterclass inside, a masterclass in story, silent storytelling, you will not find that video there. Nope. Look for the other Fultron. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, do we want to, do you have anything to say? You don't say anything. (laughs) Uh, so if you, if you know nothing about this game, it is a, it is a puzzle platformer. Mm. We've got the puzzle part (laughs) that teaches you how to play. Yes. Like this is probably the, 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 one of my favorite puzzlers. Like this is the easiest puzzler. Yes. Not because the puzzles are easy, but because they do such a good job teaching you how to get through them. That's true. Yes, As there's everyone no... knows, I'm terrible at puzzle platformers. I'm awful at them. <clears throat> I couldn't get past like the fifth puzzle in Limbo. Um, <laughs> this one didn't really have that many. It took me longer. Like whenever people were like telling me how long it would take them to get through this game or whatever, it took me a lot longer than most people to get through the game. But I still like. I'd never had a moment where I was like so frustrated that I just didn't know what I didn't yeah. didn't fail a thousand times. Everything is logically connected when you're playing through it. So it's not there's no like, well how was I ever supposed to know that kind of moments. <laughs> like yeah. it all logically flows and yeah. and if you're paying attention you'll be able to to figure everything out. Um which I think is cool. It makes for a really enjoyable uh session and I think it makes it more palatable to other to people who don't play a lot of um People don't play a lot of puzzle games. And uh, I think the thing that just kind of blew me away right off the bat was just how intuitive it is. Like, it really is just like, you know, there's a thing on the ground. Can I push it? Yes, I can. Great. There's this ladder. It's facing the wrong way. Can I push it the other way? Yes, I can. Cool. So how would I go up the ladder? Oh, I just press up and I go up. Like, it's just, there's no prompts. There's no tutorial. There's nothing. It's just like you think maybe I can do that and you can do it. Mm-hmm. And they just really thought through it. I think the animation on the character is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, it's amazing to me how many times like an animation will happen just once, like where yeah. like they took the time to animate like some emotion or some like, you know, <clears throat> small little details. And then you just never see it happen again throughout yeah. the entirety of the game. And it's like, Ooh, that is, that is some level of detail in a puzzle platformer game that you just usually don't get a lot of times. Yeah. And it has really good pacing. Like, uh, you know, you go from moments of like trying to solve a puzzle to moments of just kind of like sitting back and and taking in the scenery to moments of being chased to moments of being stuck in a place where you have to blend in and you have to kind of like, if you make a wrong move, then something can go, you know, 
then you die or whatever. And it's like, there's just a lot of good pacing in it. Uh, and as far as just the climax of the video game, it goes to a place that you just, you'll never see it coming. And it's just one of the greatest, most WTF moments in gaming <laughs> I think I've ever experienced. And it is like, I would have been happy with the game if it hadn't had the, the ending in it, but it was just such a great, like, extra mile and i feel like they probably spent just as much time on the last you know 20 minutes of the game as they did on the rest of it mm. <clears throat> just trying to polish that up and make it work so uh, like it's very much like limbo and that like yeah just uh, it blows your mind at the end but then limbo's it just kind of blows your mind and it's done and i loved that like you know th- this explores deeper the ending of a game yeah in a way that others don't I'm trying to... <laughs> I mean, that's all you can really say without, without spoiling it. Um, <laughs> all right. So obviously mm. we all three say play this game. It's yes. on every platform at yeah. this point other, other than like cell phone or mobile or Which, whatever. No, it is on mobile. Is it? It is it? <gasps> yes. How do you do that on mobile? Anyway. On mobile. It's um, free. <gasps> what? Like the first few levels are free. And oh. I played Limbo on my phone. Wild. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> People should 100% play this game. Definitely. Yes. If you have a Switch, I feel like that's a really good place to play it because like, you should play this with headphones. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what I would say like, play it, but put headphones on. Or, or like, like have like, your television on in the dark or like yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. j- get into that vibe of like just that atmosphere. Like, Try to get into it as much as possible because I could see someone really like not liking it or not understanding what it's doing um, if they're not like uh, really kind of invested. Like, if you're even if you aren't into like, Oh, you know, I, I, I have to play with a sound muted or whatever. Like, even if that's the case, like just turn off the lights, even that will like really enhance yeah. the atmosphere. I, mean, I will say like, there's some things that are like, there are sound cues for things or like environmental things that you need to be aware of sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> for sure. Immerse yourself. That's right. Get, get give in it, there. Give it your full attention as, as much as you can. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't play this like on a on a on like a plane on your phone. No. Some games are great for that. This is not one of them. Um, all right, so we're gonna spoil this thing. Mm. If you don't want to be spoiled on Inside, a what we talked about three-year-old game, uh, is gonna be spoiled in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Oh, I did not prepare. This is a big blob. <laughs> A human blob. <laughs> blob of humans. At the end. <clears throat> a groaning, moaning blob of humans. Yes. That you can't that can't be killed. <laughs> well, but it does. Does it though? I don't know if it does. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, so it's up for debate. Maybe we start there. Um What about the thing of the power switch? Well, yeah, if you do that, then <laughs> Yeah, it's dead then. I mean, I totally like. I totally <clears> did <throat> that though. Like after, uh, after, after playing, I immediately like went back and got that that other ending. Yeah, and like, then I immediately watched your video. I appreciate games like that because, like, oh, this is just falling all over me. <laughs> it's like it keeps attacking t- me. Tipping. Um, I, uh, I hate games that like have missable secrets that yeah. you can't go back and get later. Yeah, yeah, easily. Like, where that, it's like, oh, you uh-huh. should have saved at that spot. Right. That's like the first thing I look at before I play a game, honestly, is like, does this have missable things? Um, whatever. It's like, no, I'm like, okay, cool. I can play this game and not worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but I'll let, yeah, because I, I liked going back and like finding the secrets and 
opening that last like room mm-hmm. and um, then getting the other other ending. Mm-hmm. Yep. I also enjoyed how they like structured that where you couldn't get it on your first playthrough. Could you not? I didn't. I didn't know. Um, so you could have gone back like right before the finale, like right before you meet the blob and yeah. become the blob. Um, mm. You could have gone back to where it was, but you basically had to play through all of it, unplugging those little like the uh, the little yeah, mechanical I found, brains. I found some of them, but yeah. then where you got the final ending, where that door was yeah. that you had to open, was way back, right at the intro of the game in the cornfield, mm. um, in yeah, the bunker I had down to go back there. And get that one. So like that's the that, that's where you have to end up um, in order to get the 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 ending final ending the positive ending of the game if you will or whatever the alternate yeah, yeah. ending that's it's really yeah. what it is because yeah. it's up for interpretation of like what any of this even means um the biggest thing like right off the bat for me was getting invested in the, like the chase like where these people are chasing this kid mm-hmm. and i thought at first like i was running away from something i was like oh am i just like running away from some sort of a uh you know they're, they're gathering up all of these people am i running away from that but like eventually i'm just like no i'm, I'm clearly running to something like mm-hmm. i'm yeah. Really trying to get to something and break into something. Yeah. Um, and so like that transition was really interesting to me. Like beginning, you know, invested in it right off the bat, where it's like, oh, you have I think the most gruesome ways that you die are pretty much all early on. Like, I don't think that they they necessarily like I mean you drown later and like that's you know, whatever, but and it's like scary whenever the 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 creature in the, the water grabs you, the, the water witch. Yeah, Ugh. the water witch. <laughs> The, the ring girl or whatever, you know, from, from the ring. Freaks me out, man. Um, but, like, early on, you definitely have those moments where you're like, oh, man, like, I don't I don't know. No, let's not let that happen. It's similar to, like, in Tomb Raider, <laughs> whenever Lara Croft dies in any way, yeah. it's always just, like, there's <laughs> yeah. spikes. And there's, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is. And so it teaches me in that moment. It taught me to, like, really care about, like, I don't want to mess up. Like right. it, it told you, hey, there are consequences to messing up, and sure, like you're only put back to the last checkpoint, and you have to do that again or figure out a different way to do it. But but it, it just kind of freaks you out for a second. Mm-hmm. You're, there's just like every moment, like like anytime like a dog is chasing you, and yeah. like the, it's set up to where all you have to do is you just have to hold forward, yeah, <laughs> and you'll outrun this thing. But it's like unless you trip, right? But they make you think that you're not going to outrun it, and mm-hmm. it's just like yeah, I remember couple Christmases ago showing it to my brother-in-law and my father-in-law and they were playing that part and I just love watching people's reactions because it's always just this like oh my god oh my god oh, they're just like <laughs> screaming mm-hmm. and it's like it does such a good job of like freaking you out and like almost like paralyzing you of like I don't want to I don't I I know I could try this method but if mm-hmm. I do what if I die like we're just gonna get set back like yeah <laughs> one screen behind like so i <laughs> as but somebody still freaks you out who doesn't do well or isn't like as well versed in puzzle platformers like the fact that the checkpoints are so close a lot of times like that was very helpful oh, yeah definitely. um in the largest puzzle of the game which is like at the middle point yeah um like that one takes a really long time but there's very limited ways in which you can fail yeah there's it. not really a way you can die you could fall from Can the you? highest point or whatever. 
Um, but I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure if you, they've designed it to where like, oh, you can't or whatever. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, there's always a platform near, like below you. I think you would have to go well out of your way in that one to be able to fail at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was part of the genius of this game where it's like, oh, I'm stressed out about it, but it doesn't punish me. Like, it's not like laughing at me. It's, it's similar in that way to like Celeste where it's like, oh, the checkpoints were very like generous in Celeste where I'm like, I feel like this is a hard game at some times, but it's not unfair. And so in this game, it's like, it is very intense whenever you do actually fail. Mm. Um, but it doesn't punish you gameplay-wise for that. Right. Yeah. 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 What's uh, What were some of your guys' favorite moments in the game? I mean, so, I mean, I just love the whole vibe of the game, like, in general. And, and it, to me, it's, it's got a really diverse group of areas, which is really cool. I like, again, it's, 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 it's just exploring and figuring out what is, like what is happening, you know, like what is going on, you know, like, and just like, cause there's like parts that feel like, yeah, you're escaping from some kind of like prison or something. Like what, what are you running away from? People chasing mm-hmm. you. And then, you know, like you start to see, like, I think my favorite part was probably the, the people marching and, just, and then mm-hmm. have to like get into the, like the line of people and just yeah. keep doing this. And I'm just like, what is, what is even going on right now? <laughs> and then the scariest part. Oh, okay. So two other parts, scariest part, it was probably the water stuff. Oh, oh dude, I, I like, jumped so hard whenever the the uh, the ring girl showed oh, up gosh. for the first time. I don't like water levels in the first place. No, like not on Sonic. No, not in Mario. Not in this game. Sonic uh, has the worst water levels. Oh yeah, I mean they're designed to make because, you die because like Sonic is all about going fast, yeah. and then you hit the water <laughs> level, and you're like, I can't go fast. <laughs> Um, the worker whenever you grab a and my absolute favorite part was the 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 blast. Oh yeah. That's by far my favorite part of the game. That like that moment right there is is amazing. Like because the music kind of builds up to it. It's right after the you did the biggest puzzle. Yeah. And so like you have this huge like time sink of doing that puzzle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, now I know how to do this, you know? And then uh, I think you mentioned in your video, Fultron, like at that point you've learned all of the new mechanics that you probably will need. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of them later on, like with the little box that shoots up in the air. That well, you I was saying, I was saying there's a point in the blast part where you learn everything you need to, to finish that part. Mm, gotcha. And then when that happens, that's when they trigger that, that music cue comes up that mm-hmm. kind of, brings you into this false sense of security yeah. to ramp you up for the elevator collapse. Yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing. For some reason, that section always makes you feel like I'm in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. It's I don't know all the why. blasts. Bah. Is it? Inception blasts, man. <laughs> Inception blasts. <laughs> I just loved, like, the first time I played through it. Think about that. <laughs> the first time I played through it, I just loved so much. Like, if you go up to the very top, of that of the long the long puzzle in the middle, mm-hmm. you go up to the very top where you have to find that dead body to drag it down. Mm-hmm. You yeah, can I was like, see Wait, is this stupid body. You can see the <laughs> flaps on the pipes like opening from the blast, mm-hmm. and you can hear this sound. And I remember yeah. my wife was watching me play through it, and she's like, "What is that sound?" I was like, "I don't know." Like, mm-hmm. and it makes you like start to like yeah. you're kind of afraid to complete this puzzle. Yeah. I was like, yeah. "I don't know what's on the other side <laughs> of this <laughs> door." Man. The first time I noticed it, I remember like bringing a herd of the people to that one like to that door, like where you have to yeah. like, has the counter, um, and I, the door shook, and there's like it would sh- shake 
periodically, like in right. that rhythm. And there was like dust that would fall. Yeah. And I was like, is there like a monster on the other side of this yeah. door? And I was like, but it's so rhythmic. Like it happens like at regular intervals here of this dust falling down. And, uh, but yeah, like that's the first like tell that I had. And like, whenever it finally did happen, I was like, this is amazing. But just even, even with the blasts, like the sound design of them mm. and the, the way that they designed them so that you would be able to pick up on the rhythm of it mm-hmm. without there having to be like this countdown to each one. It was like, you're like, oh, I hear that click. And then I hear the, and then I hear the mm-hmm. boom. So I know like, okay, there's this sound and this sound. And if I hear that, then I'm screwed if I'm not behind mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And then like, so the sound design and then how stuff would just come crashing out towards the screen, mm-hmm. just like blasting past you. Uh, and then getting to like the part where you have to like grab the door and walk across and stuff is just flying past the door. And I just was like, this is so cool, man. It's just such mm-hmm. a great uh, designed gameplay moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's one of my favorite moments in in gaming, I think. Yeah. Um, along with some things in Red Dead. You know, I mean, you could just go down the list, but like that moment is so cool. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of times, like it's like the reason that that one is so powerful to me is that it is the genre. Like it's like okay, this is gaming. It's not like in Red Dead. Like in Red Dead, there's a lot of story things that are like, oh, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. But it's like they're they're so tied to the story. That's like if you remove all storytelling from them, they're not quite as cool. True. Whereas this, it's like, there's literally... This is gameplay. This is all gameplay. And it's like, yeah. sure, they're doing some environmental storytelling and like that sort of thing with like, oh, giving you the tease of the, uh, the, the sounds earlier on. But at the same time, it's like that couldn't have been learning all of those skills and then chaining them together in that moment couldn't have been done in a different genre like in a different like medium i guess is the yeah. right the right word yeah um and so like that part of it like it makes it like a quintessential kind of gaming moment of like this is a gameplay thing it's like yeah. whenever you perfect the run of like a mario level or like perfect your ability in um in some sort of like a, a action platformer like a, a metroidvania of sorts you know yeah. um people always talk about like that, that type of thing in like um souls games but i've never played a souls game or completing so. the water tree in uh ori oh gosh yeah. <laughs> that thing yeah i mean or, or even at the end of ori where it's like that might have been just as difficult as the water tree but it's like because of the water tree and all of the other things um what was the i'm able to do that was it, was it in lava was yes. lava? yeah 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 i think i had more trouble with the water tree i think most people do it's the longest of all the I, well, I have from to, checkpoint to checkpoint. That, yeah, I don't for know, sure. man. Ori, I don't know. We should, we should we should do another. We should do one on Ori too because I don't <laughs> think we ever reviewed that. Like each section is so different, and I had like completely different like experiences in that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just beat it uh, a couple weeks ago again. Again, yeah, that's awesome. Did you play uh, Limbo ever? Yeah. So the you helped me beat it. Did I? Remember you came over to my house? I was like, I'm stuck on this level. You're like, dude, you're on the last puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> it was like really down stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you like gave me a couple that. hints and then i was like oh yeah and then i did it and then i was like oh this is the end of the game it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing Man. um i love that you made it all the way to there though but yeah. i made it to like <laughs> you know the fifth <laughs> puzzle i'm like this bear trap keeps killing me <laughs> uh but okay so like at the end like i love the twist on the it always things boggle my mind whenever you're like oh man i'm on the roof now like, so they do all these gravity puzzles at the end of Limbo. Yeah. And they kind of do that here, but it's different because it has all the water that's up there. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, okay, okay what normally, I don't know why it's so hard mm-hmm. other than the fact that normally it would just be swip, swip, or swipped, 
switched switched yeah but it's <laughs> not even breathe. that because the water doesn't exist on the roof necessarily it exists in the middle yeah of the yeah room. yeah because there's air down, like above yeah, yeah, it too you're right which it's is weird so mind-boggling and yeah you end up really high up in this like this building or like in this complex or whatever and you just don't know it and uh i that moment wherever you first encounter the computer processing room where you first encounter the thing that you pull up on you have to like jet yourself into the mm-hmm. water yeah. that's one of my favorite moments too specifically because First of all, the visuals are super eerie because they're using humans as computer processors mm-hmm. in this room, and they're floating up in the cooled water because, like, the, the humans would overheat and die if uh, they weren't in this water. And it's like, well, wait, wait how is the water suspended up there yeah. as well? Like, there's a lot of this, like, really weird visual stuff that's going on there, but also this, like, logic to it. And that's how a lot of the game is where it's like, oh, man, this is, like, eerie and supernatural. But at the same time, there's, like, this cold logic that, yes this world this exists here like this is real um and so like that that room right there i just remember sitting there and being like this is this is ridiculous and whenever you're swimming back down through one and people are like in the the room over there like having a conversation you have to wait for them to leave the room before you drop back down like that that whole complex just freaked the crap out of me you know it was was amazing some like the the camera work on like when you'd get when you uh got the like bathysphere thing for the first oh, time yeah. mm. you kind of crash through the the floor and it just yep. like the camera just pulls way back uh, and you're mm-hmm. just this tiny speck on the screen it's just this vast open like underwater and you're just like yeah. wow this yeah. is really crazy well and then like i also love that where I, I got stuck there for a long time like where i'm in the bath bathysphere and i'm like where do i go in this room i'm like literally uh, going around all of the walls and then the moment where i was like I accidentally hit the button and it like jumped. And yeah. for the first time I was like, oh wait, can I jump over that <laughs> thing? You know? and, but it's like, that's, uh, that's one of the moments that I guarantee I s- spent so much time there. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I, the, the puzzle I spent the most time on which is the dumbest one. Is the one at the very beginning of the game where you have to like go backwards and like drop something through a floor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like not going mm. backwards. I was like, why would yeah. I go back there? Yeah. You mentioned to me before I started, you were like, the only one that I ever got stuck on was yeah. I had to go back on yeah. you know, the screen. So like, I had that in my head where I was like, okay, I, I have to go left at some point. Like, yeah. you know, Limbo gives you the achievement for going left first, um, yeah, at the very beginning. you know, at the very beginning. But because but like platformers are so ingrained in our heads that like, oh no, the goal is to the right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like I, I could totally see myself not wanting to do that, but I'm glad you mentioned that to yeah. me. That, hey, sometimes you got to go left. You got to go left. One of the things that I just remembered, there's one of the uh, one of the things you have to unplug. Uh, you go into this tunnel, and there's a dog there. There's a torch laying on the ground. Yep. Oh, yeah. And there's a dog. I had a discussion with Chris about this room. I need to ask you about this room, what you think is going on with those dogs and stuff, but continue. Well, I just thought it was interesting because there's no other place in the game where you pick up an item and use it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then there's also no other point in the game where you have any way to combat anything that's coming against you other mm-hmm. than to outrun it. Mm-hmm. And so not only do you have to pick up an item and use it, but now you can fend off the dogs. You wave it. Yeah. But then it's like, just for that one part. And then you just, it never happens again. And I'm just like, I remember doing that and being like, that was so weird. Yeah. They That's added an entire gameplay mechanic that doesn't exist anywhere again. else in the and game. And it's missable. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to go over there. Right. <laughs> like, somebody animated this kid, like, waving this torch. And it's like, <laughs> you know, half of gamers are probably not even going to go find it. Um, 
so like along those lines, like that's whenever we get into the kind of the ending of like what what happened, you know? And I know I like having watched your video and like you put a pretty like compelling argument for like this blob creature is drawing you in and it mm-hmm. sucks you in and then it's you're part of it and it gets its revenge and all this stuff and yeah. like I I get that. Um, but in unplugging these things, like is the blob controlling the humans? Like whenever they're marching through the town, is that the other humans that are controlling those humans, you know, and what's like that element of it. And then the dogs in that cave are only a threat until you unplug the, uh, the, that device. And then they run away. They like whimper and run away. And so, like, was the blob controlling them, trying to keep you away from this uh, this device to unplug it and to unplug the machine or whatever? So, like, that's kind of, like, where my head was at as far as, like, after watching your video, I was like, yeah, but what about these other things, like, that are in the environment and things? So, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, what about the, the that ending, though? <laughs> that ending, though. Well, first, the, so the people marching around, I feel like I don't think this is the only experiment that's happening especially like whenever we find all the bodies and stuff like that. So I think they're just using people for experiments in general. Like I think that's why mm. they're rounding them up. Well, mm. I think, I think, and this, I'm right? just kind of, as I'm thinking about this, I'm like, this might be a possibility, but when you get to the alternate ending and you get into that server room, right, you see all the yellow cords going into one central computer. Yeah. Right. I think that that's the brain. I think the blob is like, plugged into that and I think all those little things that you like stick your head into and you control things Hmm. it's all linked to that one central computer Hmm. and so like uh, all the people who are marching all that stuff is all being controlled by this one thing and I think there's a possibility that maybe that the whole point is like you've got this uh, uh, conglomeration this business or whatever that like has this supercomputer and they're just trying to see different ways they can use it. It's like, you know, individual workers, this like clump of bodies that they've fused together. How can we control that? What does that do? And like, what, you know, if, if it becomes sentient, like, what can we do with that kind of a thing? Cause like, I'm glad I don't have to worry about those things at work. Right. Like if this becomes sentient, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> But guys, I mean, thinking about like where AI is at, like Google True. and Facebook are literally thinking those things. Just like, They've oh, already no. had to do it once. Yeah, it's like Facebook already had to shut down AI because it was becoming hostile. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, like, or or it was doing things that it wasn't programmed to do. Where it's like it learned a separate language that it could communicate with its like uh, with other AIs. Yeah, and so we didn't tell it to learn a new language, and so we shut it down. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like we have a big red button in the building. Yep, just in case. But like, uh. And I talk about this in the video, but like the there was a diorama that mm-hmm. that company had built that the blob falls into that kind of foreshadows where the blob's gonna end up at the end of the game. And so uh, I think there's there's just so many layers of like this false idea of control mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I mean we, you could hypothesize about who's in control of what and what's running the whole thing and it's yeah. you never know, man. Yeah. I think like that's the that's the one thing like people like I, while I do believe like hey this is a great gameplay like s- environmental storytelling kind of an aspect of things like narrative though like there isn't really there is really no like real narrative other than boy breaks into facility gets absorbed <laughs> by blob blob breaks out ends up on the beach dead you know yeah. or like you know yeah. incapacitated or whatever so like that it's it's interesting to me to have played it and then be like, whoa, 
oh, that was weird. You know, it's yeah. like, it, whereas there's so many other games that are like, oh, the narrative of it, the plot, if you will, is like so compelling that you're like sucked in that way. So like, this is a different, it's just a different kind of storytelling in that way. Yeah, it's, and it's funny, that, like, we were talking about this kind of earlier today with not about this. I don't know what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, oh, it was around Destiny kind of, like what makes Destiny 1 better than Destiny 2? It was like, well, the game mechanics were better. Um, and sure, the story is stronger. There's more of a story, quote unquote, or whatever, in Destiny 2, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the gameplay is better. And it's like, the gameplay is so strong in this that the lack of a like narrative like doesn't hurt it. No. And in like in some cases, I think I've like it made me feel more things than like uh, a lot of games that I've played that have full narratives and yeah. voice acting and yeah. Yeah. you know. I think like where where what's interesting about it and having played both of these games this year, I mean, I realized they both came out in the past, like oxen free. And then this game, Oh yeah, they both have the same kind of like, there's like, Oh, they're creepy games. Right. Yeah. One of them is almost no gameplay, but totally all about the story. Mm-hmm. And the other one was like almost no story, but all about the <laughs> gameplay. Both of them have great environments. Both of them have like all this stuff going on that they're like, well, this is, this is wild. This is cool, whatever. But they have two different kind of approaches. And I got the same feelings playing both. Like mm-hmm. where like, I, you know, you like, go <gasps> at some points like you're like oh my gosh i was just scared half to death you mm-hmm. know in in both of these different games so like it's mm. just interesting to have that like juxtaposition upon themselves having b- played both of those in relatively like short you know in within this year so within the last like couple of months mm-hmm. yeah well what, what chris and i were talking about earlier today was there's this uh, like we feel like there's this hierarchy for like what makes a game fun and it's like first is gameplay mm-hmm. next is world building and last is storytelling hmm. which is kind of inverse from a lot of other mediums where storytelling comes first yeah. and then you, you know move down the the line from there but like um if you it's think about book like so- in that way though because like in a book it's like oh if the if the if if like you can spend whole chapters of some like really big big book series is and it's like you're talking about the most mundane stuff in the world but if it's if it's a compelling world and compelling like things that are kind of happening it's like okay this is this is fine i'll read this but it has very little to do with like the main story or like they're just like i don't even know where this is going but like i'll read about harry potter going to you know class for chapters at a time and it has nothing to do with anything else other than the fact that this is world building yeah it's interesting that's that's fascinating yeah, I mean, if you think about like some of the funnest games to play, like you know Bioshock or mm-hmm. uh, um, like Bioshock had a really great story, yeah, but it also had a it really, really good world building too, and revolutionary gameplay at the time. Yeah, I mean, it has so it has a great story, but it's still like I don't know that the story is as accessible as it should be. It's no. all in the stupid audio logs. Yeah, you know that's true. That's true, and that's part of the gameplay, like world building, though. Of the like, hey, you gotta find this thing because that's where it would be. It's mm. not like it, like this audio log wouldn't just be on a big server somewhere. But I in think that world. I think the best world building is not the kind that I have to try and find. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think the best world building is just kind of naturally mm-hmm. shown to me, and I think that's what Limbo or uh, Insight does really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is like I can just play through this game. Yeah, and every time I play through it, I I find something different or see something where I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's there, then <laughs> does that mean this? And mm-hmm. like, there's just all that kind of stuff. Another one that we were talking about, and just because it's been on my mind, is like Fallout. Like, you you can completely avoid the main quest line and still enjoy that game because yeah. the lore of Fallout is just great. It's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's got cool gameplay elements. So I think that's those two things, uh, world building and gameplay, those are way far and above uh, in importance than uh, storytelling is in games. Yeah. Makes and sense. like, you know, Destiny 1, I mean, I, I find we go kill Crota, and well, his dad's upset, so he comes and he's going to get revenge on us all. And we got to go kill him too. Like, I find that it's so simple. Yeah. But I find that whole thing more compelling than anything in Destiny 2. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I also think like in it's it's fascinating to me with with like Destiny in particular. I think my main criticism at the time, and I think it's actually like a positive now. Like whenever I look back at it, my main criticism <laughs> of like the story, quote unquote, in Destiny One was that like all the cool stuff has already happened. Mm. Like you like you hear about oh man in the in the Golden Age this was like this and this, and in the Fall it was this, and mm. like people will always like kind of reference these things vaguely of like these events that have happened or like uh, Saint Fourteen, and they'll reference like you know the all of these other things, the War Mines and things, mm-hmm. but then like. In diving into in Destiny 2, whenever like, oh, these things become relevant again, or like mm-hmm. you finally do find Saint-14's body in here and stuff like that. It's like all the cool stuff already happened, and that was really cool, and is what I think now. Whereas at the time, I'm like, ah, oh, we missed out on all the cool stuff. Why weren't, why don't we just like set the game back then? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like looking at it now, I'm like, man, that was, it was cool to discover these cool things that had yeah. happened before. And now that these cool things are actually kind of happening to us now, it's like, sure, it's, I guess the it's fun. Like it's a good excuse yeah. to go out and do things. I mean, a, but a lot of franchises, but, like good lore franchises, do that. Like Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah. or uh, Star Wars. Like yeah, you you start, watch you start in Episode Four. Yeah, you watch A New Hope, and yeah. you're like, "There's so much <laughs> that has happened." Episode Four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's that's super interesting about this world is like we didn't see how this all came about. It's like sure we're we're taking basically kidnapping or something this entire town of people to go like do these experiments on them but at the same time like we didn't see that happen we're just seeing like the aftermath like nobody like the resistance has been beaten at this point yeah like there is no like there is no good guys bad guys it's just this mm. and that's compelling in and of itself to me of just like you wake up and you're in this like horrible world and you're like well I guess I got to go run right mm-hmm. <laughs> figure out how to how to get to the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find it nice. Like you can miss some things like we talked about with the dogs or whatever, but like it, for the most part, whenever you get to the end of this game, you like, you know what it is. Like you had the same general experience that pretty much everybody else did, but maybe you noticed different things or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I really like it. Um, I, I, so I, I'm Super impressed by Playdead. I think they're so talented. Yeah, like it's 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 one thing to have a game like Limbo and like knock it out of the park, but then to like have a, another game that does the exact same. Like, I mean, more critical claim. I think and from a gameplay perspective, I actually liked the puzzles way better because oh, I, I got way yeah, farther I, through I, without I, I, getting stuck. Yes, I, I think like it's a better game. I think like I just have a sentimental like kind of attachment to Limbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at this point, um, but then it's just like okay, so they've done it twice now. I mean, we're, and we're sitting here. How has it, has it been? Three years? Two years? Two years? Okay, we're sitting here two years later. We're still talking about it. You know, like they took five years between Limbo and this. We mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are they going to do next? Well, they teased like they teased their next game already, didn't that, they? Like, space thing or something? Yeah, like that. it's yeah, like, like it's alien. got the towers and like there's things coming from the sky, like lasers in the sky and stuff. And the only thing 
that makes me like worry about whatever their next game is, is that one of the main um, creative minds behind both Limbo and Inside um, left the studio shortly after Inside launched. Yeah. Um, and actually came out with a trailer for their Same own game, game yeah. um, at a spinoff studio, and it looks just as fantastic. Like it looks like just as intriguing as the uh, the next Play Dead game. So it's really interesting to me, like that. Now we had one of these. Hopefully, now we have two of these. You know, that come <laughs> coming out. Like hopefully, there's two games of this quality and this like level of insight or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out sometime soon like hopefully that's the case because sometimes that happens with game studios where we had like oh this game studio shuts down and then that talent like from like the bioshock developers is like constantly Scattered there's like everywhere. from the creators of bioshock yeah. like, how many creators are there of bioshock <laughs> um but like some of those games are fantastic um so hopefully it's that case like oh that's the gosh. case rather than it being like oh these creators get scattered and then like oh they're just it's just a shadow of what came before what is ken levine doing these days that's anyway? what i was just gonna say <laughs> he started a smaller studio like he's it's, uh he's it's making still, a small game yeah yeah but, but what what years ago out? that happened? I'm gonna look at his Twitter right That's now. What, that was five years ago because I remember that happened before. Uh, that was happened like five or six years ago. Yeah, it yeah. was like right when when you and I started working together. Yeah, and I had just beaten Bioshock three, <laughs> and then like shortly after they like shut down. You mean Bioshock Infinite? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bioshock three, uh, <clears throat> the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> they shut down. Uh, what was the game studio? In um. Oh. Irrational. irrational irrational i kept wanting to say gregarious games but gregarious, gregarious. Games. <laughs> we that's need to start game, that studio that's the game company from uh, ready player one. Oh, is it gregarious. yeah that's awesome that's awesome um i mean he's still uh creative director at ghost story games current project let me look at this uh whatever it's kind of like um, what's is. his face who was you're in the fable studios um uh was it peter moore I don't know. You know that 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 game that was like um, that mobile game where you all you just spent the entire time tapping on blocks and you're all working together to like yeah. uncover this one message. to get to the center of the universe or yeah, whatever. Or center, yeah, it was like a tree or something like dumb. that. I don't remember. Oh my gosh. He's uh his current project so like go, go mad in his Twitter <laughs> is uh is a lecture that he gave at GDC in 2014. Like okay. that's what is apparently his current project. He's talking about it there. I don't know. So it hasn't come out yet. So 2014 is not that far. Like, if you think about Irrational taking five years on this game, it's like, well. You mean uh, Play Dead? Oh, yeah, Play Dead. Sorry. Yeah. Taking five years on this game, that's like, maybe it's coming out sometime soon. In the next two years, hopefully, Ken. <laughs> Why don't you get on that? <clears throat> I still wanted to have the Bioshock uh, top-down tactical RPG or whatever, <laughs> like he, he uh, was talking about for Vita back in oh, the day. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was like going to be like mm-hmm. a... Uh, what do you call it? Like Final Fantasy Tactics yeah. style game. I would have loved for them to just go full RPG with a Bioshock game. That would be cool. <sighs> That's I mean, they were halfway <clears> there <throat> anyway. The first one was like really R- like really close. Yeah. Because you could upgrade Infinite. your like your things, couldn't you? Well, yeah, you had like you had you could upgrade like how well you fought, how well you dealt with enemies, how well your guns worked. Yeah, like the there powerful, was different how powerful your like superpowers were. Yeah, there was all kinds of things you could upgrade, and you had to manage like which upgrades you were going to use at certain mm-hmm. times. And 
Yeah, because you could really mess yourself up on that game too. Yeah. Because like if you chose the wrong tree, it's like now I don't have enough points to actually get this big ultimate power, and that's the one that I really wanted or needed. Yeah. So you could really like mess yourself up out of that game. Um, Infinite was not like that. Infinite was way more like hold your hand and take you through linear yeah. kind of shooter. Is that I haven't played well, Infinite. I haven't. Yeah, Infinite is so good. I need to. Uh, it was more like. Um, you could swap between your like you could basically unlock everything and you could swap between mm. them really kind of if you wanted to. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but they had those like is like you could wear hats and yeah. stuff. But like you never really noticed the difference that they made. No, I, I just wore the same thing the whole time. Yeah. So it was yeah, it wasn't as like fleshed out. They mm. simplified it pretty heavily. I think maybe there was some armor I got like later on or something. Yeah, but you know you like you never see it, no, and you're never able to really quantify yeah, what it's doing. Yeah, I was about to say like, doing. the, <laughs> and I realize like games do this now all the time, where it's like a first person game that has a cosmetic item that you literally will never see on your character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, are there lots of mirrors in this world? Because <laughs> I want that if I'm going to put on a, you know, like, yeah. if I'm going to really care about how my character looks, yeah. give me like a reason, you know, make me yeah. make my look at myself. But I feel like Infinite did a way better job of leading you through the story than Definitely. Bioshock One did. Definitely, it's interesting. Like I, <clears throat> I hope that you know Ken Levine will come would come out with something similar to like Inside, like where it's like oh let's it's a smaller thing but a focused a story like because like that's what Bioshock really did incredibly well mm-hmm. Bioshock One especially um, was they took this like this genre and turned it on its head and like then told a really ridiculously compelling story through that mm-hmm. through the world and through the uh, you know the twist at the end or like whatever you know it's it's a uh, I just hope that that like more people do that in smaller games. Cause like I like smaller indie games anyway. Like I feel like so many times it's like pick of the week becomes like, which weird, you know, indie <laughs> switch game is John playing this week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but so like, that's just kind of like the, the place that I love to consume those is like in the indie format of like, Hey, mm-hmm. give me a $20 game. It's like 15 hours long and I'll, I'll roll through this. So, yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like a lot of those, like a lot of the smaller games, like inside, like they, I think it's because they can tell like such more focused stories that like they end up resonating more than these big, huge sprawling yeah. stories with these mm-hmm. action set pieces. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, you know, like, I don't know, you know, it's like we, we're, our goal is to make you feel sad. So <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Yep. You know, or whatever <clears throat> it is. Yeah. I just recently played through Hellblade and that game, that game messed me up, dude. Mm. Like just, it's it's really good at just like messing with your mind and like um I mean you you basically I don't know, I don't want to say that but is it smaller? It is. It's weird because it's it's like it's like an indie game with AAA polish. Huh. It's super it, yeah. This like doesn't it change as you play through multiple times as well? Like so if you wanted to go back through like you could play through it a second time or third time like a little bit faster and it's a little bit different. Not that I'm aware of. Ah, okay. I might be thinking of a completely different game. <laughs> um, Regardless. But yeah, it's it's got, like, in some ways it's kind of simplistic and, like, very indie-like, but then in other ways it's very AAA and big and mm-hmm. heavy and, like, uh, I mean, it's got some of the most compelling visuals I think I've ever seen in a video game. But I love that we've gotten to a point in gaming that, like, you know... Not a, you don't have to have a thirty-hour story, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I think games like like Alien Isolation, like the, it, I think it suffers from being as long as it is. Yeah. You know, like <clears throat> it should be a more focused story. I played that game to death, and I've never beat it. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I've never gotten to the end. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and and this game, it's how long did it take you guys? For inside? Inside. I mean, I can beat it now in a couple hours, but yeah. I think the first playthrough is like four and a half, five yeah, hours. Yeah, I think it took me like four hours because I remember okay. um, I ended up, so uh, I played it on New Year's Eve, um, I think it was, <laughs> uh, the year that it came out, and I ended up like going, then coming over to your house and like doing New Year's Eve and then going back home and mm. then finishing it like either nice. late that night or early the next morning or whenever I woke up or something. I don't remember exactly, yeah, 100%, yeah. but... I, uh, it took me a little bit longer than I think. It, I think I clocked it in at like six and a half or something like that. So, like, it wasn't wasn't too terribly much longer than both of you guys. So that's yeah. good. Anyway, all right. Do you want to rate this thing? Sure. Yep. All right. We can rate this. I rate this a nine point five. Mm. I'm gonna say nine point five as well. Well, I feel like I like it more than you guys do, so <laughs> I guess I have to go higher. <laughs> I mean, I I know you. I don't. I'll be the first one on this podcast to give something besides a point five, and I'm going to say a nine point eight. Wow! Ooh, I wow. love it. Not so there, a full ten. I thought we were going to hit a full ten. Yeah, I thought I thought we were going to have full on like ten territory here at this point. So yeah, I don't give out tens. Just kidding. <laughs> So you're saying... But wait, so you've given 9. out 9. a 10 on this is, podcast. <laughs> you gave something a 10. Yeah, I did. I've given quite a few things. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, dude. Appreciate that. We've been talking about this forever. Yeah, man. It's Two to, years of pestering you guys about this game. <laughs> well, all it had to do was come to Switch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's was, where it was. And you get Iron Man 3 to come to Switch and John will watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're breaking bad to come to switch and maybe you'll watch uh, that yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh man you can find us online at sandtargetpodcast.com on twitter at chrisright250 and john right 777 and fultron84 please go to your podcast surface of choice review us tell all your friends about us we really appreciate it what are we doing next week anything I don't even know, man. Okay. <laughs> look, look, look is, the calendar. Is, there, is there a movie coming up? Uh, there's a movie in September. In it's, September, it's okay. for The Predators. It's September 14th. Oh, yeah, uh, The Predator. I can't wait for The Predator. It's amazing. <laughs> it's going to be terrible, but I'm going to love it. Speaking of Shane Black, who the director of Iron Man 3. <laughs> yes. He's also doing The Predator. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you like The Predator, you're going to like Um. <laughs> These two things don't seem the same, Chris. No. Also, Spider-Man comes out in uh, September, so that's going to be fun, too. Oh, my you goodness. You have to come over and play. I know. Play I'm that. very excited about that game. I know. Between that and Death Stranding... Dude, and God like, of War. Is it worth getting... I know. God, God of, of War, War is, is so good. I mean, God of War... Like, it, okay, here's, here's where I'm at. It would take a lot for God of War not to be the best game I played this year. Hmm. Like, it, Red Dead will have to do a lot. I feel like it's going to do a lot. We shall I find out. I feel like it's going to do a lot. I have a feeling it's we'll going to do a lot. I think it's going to do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have confidence. But yeah, it might be worth it to get a, get a PS4. I don't know. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. <laughs> such a dreary note to end it on. This is uh, such a I weird podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. target.